Buongiorno and ciao. Welcome to the Gratefully Yours Wine Podcast, from coming from the beautiful downtown studios of InsideLowell.com. I am Jim Campanini, the co-host of the show, with my good friend, the wine butler, Mike Pigeon, who's off camera. Mike? Hello, Dave. How you doing, Mike, today? Very well, thank you. Yeah. You have a good holiday? Yeah. Drink any good wines? Oh, a couple, I'm sure. You know, yeah. I kind of mix in after a days, but... You've got a radio face. I don't know why we don't put you behind the camera more often and everything, you know? And uh, today we have a very special guest with us today, very special VIP, uh, David Messina. He's uh, he's uh, taking a, a big role. He's a sales, uh, sales manager, wine director now. Uh, I'm, I'm the man of many hats. He's the there. man of many hats. At, uh, you've heard me mention the the, the, uh, the family-run uh, business many times, the Wine Connection in, um, in North Andover. Uh, it was started by uh, 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 David's father, Sam, and his uh, aunt, Tina, I think in 2008? 2009. 2009. And uh, Dave is uh, very accomplished in his own right. He, uh, he graduated right up the street here from UMass uh, Lowell. Uh, business degree? Yep, business. Business degree. 2015. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and uh, now he's uh, he's been drawn into the business, you know, <laughs> and he's basically uh, he's he's uh, done a lot of good things. I've been going to the Wine Connection for years. They've started. Uh, uh, he convinced his father to go into uh, uh, more spirits. They started a uh, 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 what are the what's the back room called with the well the back room initially started as just a small spirits area, and eventually from there it's completely just out from there now you saw it on the sales yep. floor now i mean it's it's full-blown wine beer spirits now everything and talking about getting uh young blood and, and dave's also been big in uh bringing in uh, new uh, beers and new wines they've got a, a great selection of ipas uh so how local do... craft stuff yeah yeah a lot of craft stuff and uh so how is it working with your father i mean you know we we get along everything works out well he doesn't get on me too hard and you know i don't get on him but every now and then we gotta you know put it to each other we, <laughs> we you know put each other not in our place but hey you know you, you gotta do your role i gotta do my role and vice versa and but we always make it work in the end well it's teamwork david has if i had to do my career all of all over again i would have i would like to do one part of what david does in his job he tastes all the new wines and he helps make the selections uh, with his father and his aunt about what wines to bring in. But David is taking over more and more of that role. Uh, I see him at uh, a lot of wine tastings throughout the area and stuff. And uh, boy, that's a great job, David, you know? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great job. I mean, a lot of really nice people, really fun people, interesting people um, from all around the world. That's what's really cool about it, you know, from Argentina to Europe and all over. Yeah. And your father is quite an accomplished traveler. You take and go visiting different uh, winery areas and, and wineries throughout the, the world. Uh, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. I mean, yeah. we had a little bit of a hiccup there in, you know, 2020, 2021. I was supposed to go out to Italy for Vin Italy, and that never happened because of, you know, everything. COVID, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I have I have some plans for the upcoming years for a couple places i'd like to well, see that's great that's great so uh, you know uh 
when I talk about the wine connection, I, I tell and, and write about it. I tell people, um, you know, it's a great place to learn about wine. Uh, and it even lists it on uh, your website. And uh, just here's, here's how you spell the wine connections with an X. With an X. Okay. <laughs> so, and they're listed, and they're in North Andover at the uh, First and Main Plaza, right across from North Andover City Hall. Yes, right? sir. Okay. Absolutely. Nice spot uh, and um, uh, very, very uh, accommodating. But yeah, it's it's a place to learn about wines because they 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 run uh, almost weekly free wine tastings. So why don't you tell us a little about the place and what the mission is uh, besides selling wine, beer, and uh, great spirits at the at the store? Yeah, I mean it's every store you know is there's been so many stores now in the expansion i mean i was just talking to someone the other day and i mean someone can correct me if i'm wrong but i was told from 2015 when i started full-time in this industry started in 2011 when i was working in college and then in 15 full-time there was 22,000 liquor licenses in the, the state, state of massachusetts i've heard wow. that number has yeah. now jumped yes. almost 11,000 yeah. licenses since then so now you really have to diversify your store and that's where we kind of come in and the education part of wine beer and spirits you know it started off as wine we always did the wine mm -hmm. tastings but we try to focus now more on you know educating the consumer about the next upcoming area you know that you should look at you know what's in your wine look at wine as a food commodity you know because mm -hmm. that's how it basically is at the end of the day it's a food commodity in the alcohol sector so, you know, there's been a lot of mass production wine out there now, and I'm seeing a lot of backlash from customers where I can't drink wine anymore. It gives me a headache. Mm. And one of the things... And just to clarify, yeah. when you say mass production, it's not being made at a winery, right? Is it's, that... it's just, you know, it's a name, it, yeah. and they grab the grapes from wherever. There's a guy in a lab concocting, you know, something that tastes the same every year, or if it doesn't have a vintage. So that's where we kind of come in to educate the consumer, you know, try this small mom and pop guy, like this Corchetto Chianti, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, $14.99, great value, real people, real wine. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where we try to come in, with, especially with the tastings. I mean, the tastings on Saturdays is the easiest way to get into wine. And never mind the 20 wines we have on tap at all times with our tasting machines in the store. Yeah, yeah. That's something we like to offer to customers that can't make it to the Saturday tastings. Because you hear people all busy with my kids, you know, I got to go here, got to go there. So it's one of those things where we try to offer the tasting machines and then sometimes, you know, some we want to get more back into doing seminars and stuff like that because we used to do those before too. Yeah. And, and I remember uh, uh, pre-COVID, I mean, uh, the wine connection was packed on Saturdays with those free wine tastings. Then you had the grand uh, wine tasting usually in mm -hmm. October yep. uh, uh, and uh, uh, where they feature 80 wines, food and everything. I mean, it's qu quite a thing uh, uh, to, to uh, embrace the public like that and all your loyal mm -hmm. customers throughout the years. And do you see that, uh, I know things, you know, you had to, uh, like any, all businesses, you had to uh, uh, reduce uh, a lot of that because of COVID and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you see it coming back now? Because you, you are getting back into a regular pattern, it seems. And Yeah, it's, it's, it's slowly coming back. I mean, 2022 was definitely like a uh, 
fly by the seat of your pants year for the most part. It was like one of those things where we had certain things planned, then we would change something up. Whereas before we would have a set schedule, this was the schedule, nothing changed. Um, whereas now we kind of have for this year, 2023 going into this year, we sat down, me, Sam and Tina, you know, we looked at what worked, what didn't work in 22. And we think that, you know, you just have to keep doing them and doing them and doing them to get them back to where they were. Mm -hmm. Cause people are slowly coming back still. There's still some people that we see, you know, doing curbside pickup, which we offer through our online website. And um, those people still haven't come back in and they're not comfortable to come back mm -hmm. in. So that's mm -hmm. okay. We offer that tool for them, but the people that are willing to come out come to the tastings, come yeah. on down, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we're doing slowly, but surely they'll get back there. Well, uh, I've gotten some of my best columns at the Wine Connection uh, with my friend, the Wine Butler. I mean, we've met some great winemakers. You've had oh, yeah. uh, uh, Michael and David Phillips, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the Freak Show. Uh, they, they make the Freak Show wines and, and also some nice uh, premium Earthquake. Zinfandel uh, uh, is one of my favorite. I met Nick Goldschmidt there, you know, and, and uh, uh, several others. And, uh, I mean, I, I just think that's uh, incredible uh, that you can bring in these people to talk to, uh, you know, to talk to uh, your customers and stuff and explain about their wines. And, and it's, uh, it's just a great, uh, great day. So w what are some of the trends you see for the coming year? Anything different? And, and, um, and I want to also add that the Wine Connection, I mean, they have uh, wines from all over the world. It's a global operation. You can, not only California, uh, Washington State and Oregon and even New York State, but they have Chile, Argentina, South Africa. They got a great selection of wines that usually sell below market market rate. I mean, you beat New Hampshire on almost everything. Yeah, we, we try our best with that. Thank you. Um, that's one thing we always try to put in people's brains. You know, if you're, if you're here, come here. You know, you don't have to go north of the border, especially price of gas now and everything else like that. But, um, I mean, the, the trends, back to your question, seeing where, in my store at least, I mean, I think we always operate a little bit different than every other store out there. Um, I see, especially with my staff that I have now, my guys are great. You know, they're, especially I have a ex-industry guy, you know, I have a guy who's worked part-time in the industry for almost 25 years now too. Mm -hmm. So some pretty experienced staff and you've met Terry at the tasting yeah. how enthusiastic mm -hmm. he is. I see a lot more people branching out back to European wines again, in my store at least. Mm. Um, especially over the holidays, we had a lot of people coming in, you know, they come in, you get the typical, can I have my cab and Pinot and whatnot from California. But a lot of people are saying, oh, I want to have some Italian wines this Christmas. I want to have some French wines this Christmas. What would you recommend and pair with those? And I'm like, that's it's beautiful to say because mm. those are food-oriented wines that yeah. are for, you know, kind of the masses do you think it's because uh not only the quality of wines but because of the price point some of these uh california oh. wines uh yeah. you know they're great wines but they're going through the roof and, and the pricing i i can agree with you on that i think i think it's the overall quality and i think it's the drinkability and definitely the pricing i mean you know prime example is um one of my wholesalers, we were having a meeting. I wish I had the picture to show you guys here, but he goes, this is why this area is going up. He goes, this mm -hmm. is this property in 2019. Shows this beautiful picturesque Napa background. And he goes, this is it in 2020. And it's just completely in flames. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's just how it is. So it's the, you know, everything going on in the world. People forget about all the fires that happened 
around the around the globe i mean there was australia there was uh france had some fires in burgundy mm. there was frost there was hail i mean it's 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 endless so um yeah no i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have gone to the european wines at my store at least and mm. also because they mm. feel comfortable with my staff helping them out well I, I don't know how you do it but i looked at some of those uh, beautiful bordeaux wines oh, that you had. oh saint yeah. emilion I mean, you're selling for like 40 bucks and, and below it. And, mm -hmm. and they're just, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 chart a, I look at a couple of wine services, a couple of my pay for to get their reviews and stuff. And, and those, you're talking about 92, 93, 94 point wines. Yep. And uh, uh, you, you guys have some great connections. And this is why I, you know, two weeks ago, your father said, try this wine. And uh, I, I picked it up. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Italian wines. And, and uh, Chianti Clasco has had some great vintages the last couple of years. I mean, the weather has been good. The Tuscany, uh, the, the, the weather. And, and, and it's, it's just amazing. This is a 220 Crocetto is a winery family-run winery it goes back to the 16th century um, uh, this family that that owns it has owned it since 1897 they're into their fifth generation small family run when I say small family run it's not a you know a, a, a huge winery but they do pretty good and I was just amazed that this is a DOCG wine which means it's the highest quality tier in in, in the Italian government uh, regulating system and um, you know it, it's got to be aged for up to two years okay it comes from a great site uh, i think this is greve greve one of their sub zones mm -hmm. in the chianti classico the historic zone mm -hmm. region and it's sangiovese 80 percent sangiovese uh, uh by requirements but this has uh, actually 90 percent sangiovese and then there's uh, only five uh other authorized grapes that could be used in the blend but i couldn't believe how the the uh the smoothness the elegance mm -hmm. and and I've purchased Chianti Classicos in the Grand Selezioni, which is now the, the new uh, category that costs like $50, $60, $70 and higher. And once again, your father, did you pick out this wine or did your, your father? Um, we kind of both did, believe yeah. it or not. When we had our Italian tasting, we tasted through, I think, 20 wines that day. And we and they were all killer 20 wines. We mm. had to narrow it down to about 10 from there. And that, that made it. I just thought for the price point, that was unbelievable. Yeah. And that's their entry level. Yes, so their higher, their yeah. higher end stuff is incredible. Yeah. So it's Quercetto. I think that's how you pronounce it. Quercetto. Yes, that's it. And uh, it's a Chianti Classico DOCG. It's, they still have it at the uh, the wine connection. You should go up there. If you like Italian wines or, or if you just like it, food wine. My wife and I had this. She made a homemade pizza oh, uh, and uh, we had a little salad and it was absolutely, I mean, fabulous. You know, it was just uh, just fabulous. So uh, anything else in the, uh, now you, you, you uh, I think talk, would you t we talked to your father the other day. He said that you'd be bringing in some new Italian wines. Are they? Absolutely. I mean. And he said also about the, uh, now you guys have to worry about the, the shipping because it takes so long for these orders to arrive and stuff. So Yeah, that's, that's certainly been an ongoing battle is, you know, um, the ETAs, you get estimated time of arrivals from these wholesalers. You know, what, what anything that says six weeks, I basically add on another two to three still. We're still seeing a lot of issues with that, especially, um, I mean, we're, we're definitely looking to bring in more Italians and 
more French again, as mm -hmm. uh, we see, you know, our customers trend towards those. And then I'm actually going to start looking at um, a group of South African wines from one of my wholesalers. Mm -hmm. And um, what was the other area? I'd like to go back, you know, do some more stuff with Portugal again, too. Yes. Great value there. Absolutely. Very good. Yeah. So um, what do you prefer? Whites, reds, everything, beer? <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't drink. I don't drink as much beer as I used to. Um, I I rarely do now. Actually, it's it's mostly I drink a lot of uh, drink a lot of wine. And you know, people always ask me what's my favorite one. I drink. It's the next one. It's just you know, there's so many different varietals. It's impossible mm -hmm. to choose and have a favorite. Um, if you had to narrow it down, I would say I drink actually a lot of white wine. Um, mm -hmm. It's my girlfriend prefers mostly white wine, so we drink a lot of white, but we've been into more reds now as we get into winter. Um, sparkling wines? Sparkling? I, I love sparkling. I think we don't drink enough sparkling wine in the United States, yeah. especially mm -hmm. compared to the rest of the world. Um, I've been saying that. <laughs> but if I if I was going to go sparkling, I think Cremant is a great area yeah. for the value. Yeah, uh, especially French. Especially yeah. with the prices of champagne being, you mm -hmm. know, forty dollars mm -hmm. to get just into the category. Yeah. So um it's it's all over the place really. There's so many different ones, it's hard to pick a favorite. And You've actually got a great cava in your store. Yes. Uh, uh, uh Spanish uh sparkling wine, a couple of those and uh, the great selection of proseccos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now you have that new category, the the Prosecco Rose. Yes, that's yeah. been flying. I mean we only have one right now and there's probably one or two more I'd like to add in that category, but it's amazing how that stuff just mm -hmm. flew off the shelf this holiday season. Why don't you tell us a little about this wine you brought in? Yeah, it's kind of a it's funky. Very funky label. Um I don't know if you can get it on there in the screen there yeah there you go so it's uh fossil and fawn willamette valley pinot noir um that is what is considered a natural wine um it's a very weird category in the sense where it doesn't really have many designations um this is 100 percent organic it's all small batch like all natural every which way possible no spraying no nothing and reason why I picked it is just because there's a lot of misconceptions about natural wines and, mm -hmm. you know, how they can be made. And a lot of the wine is natural. People just, you know, some people want to just branch off and make their separate area of natural wine. And this is one that I brought because it's very approachable if you're trying to get into that category, natural okay. wine. Because some can be very funky on the palate, very um, acidic, um, almost very dirty in the sense where it's it's especially if you're new to that area and you're not a seasoned wine drinker that may be something that will throw your palate off where this is something i tried and i actually was with a group of friends one of my favorite things to do with i have my wholesalers pull me a sample is i i just can't drink it you know mm. i like to sample it with a group of friends and get their reaction so i was with a group of friends at a party just poured it around everybody and the consensus was this is great bring it in wow so, so and, it, and that falls under uh $25 for a Wilmot Valley Pinot Noir, which I think is a great price point. Um, again, another area that's gotten hit pretty hard in the last couple of years mm -hmm. with their vintages between, you know, frost, hail, um, too much rain and whatnot. So I've, I was always been a stickler towards this one area too, in particular, never was a, really a fan of Willamette Valley Pinots. And I just think in the last couple of vintages, they've really come around and they're showing very nice right now, yeah. especially yeah. for their price points. Well, you, uh, uh, the wine connection has a great selection of Pinot Noirs. I mean, they've, and uh, uh, the pricing uh, goes, um, you know, all the way from 12 bucks a bottle 
right up to $60, $70 and, yeah. and higher. So you, and you've higher, got a yeah. great, uh, the Bell Gloss has always been a great, uh, uh, you know, I've been a fan of of the Bell Gloss and mm-hmm. uh, you've got the, um, uh, the the clock and telephone uh, 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 vineyard oh, yeah. there and and uh, Dairy, the Dairy Man, I always, you know, uh, vent, uh, uh, vineyard. So I've always been a fan of those, but it's those, the middle tier you got, they're so great, La Crema and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Landmark and some great wines for, for the price that if people wanted to get into Pinot Noir, uh, if you if you've never tasted you know Burgundian uh, wine, but there's a oh, great yeah. way to get into it and then then spread out and and stuff. It's and, com- and coming back again, where you're saying about trends, I'm that's one thing I saw is Pinot Noir. I mean, hmm. more and more people were coming and asking for Pinot Noir, and I think it was just a lot of people got um, palate fatigue over COVID. That's what I've been calling it, is palate fatigue, where they just came in, they knew what. They just had the blinders on and they went right in and they just mm-hmm. bought their same wines for almost a year straight. And like anything yeah. else, that will burn your palate out. <laughs> and, 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 pe- and people came in and they, yeah, I still remember this one customer. He's a great guy, put his basket down and he would just goes, I can't drink this stuff anymore. And I'm like, come take a walk with me. And, you know, gave him all these new wines from different areas of the world and he's, he was loving them. Wow. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things. It's, yeah, I, I think, uh, what do you get this weekend for uh, tasting? So this weekend and next weekend, we are reviewing the top wines from the tastings of 2022. Kind of like a recap of, you know, from our tastings that we started in February of 22, all the way to pretty much uh, November, December of this year. Of, uh, I'm sorry, wow. 22. So we're just going to be picking out one from each. Um, you know, like I want to keep the price points some, a little more yeah. comfortable because we had some, I'm sure, as you saw, some higher end tastings towards mm-hmm. the end of the year yeah. around November, yeah. December. So figured I'd make it a little more wallet conscious, keep mm-hmm. them under 20. <laughs> well, but, but I curves. think, you know, I, I think those are, I mean, those are, are very impressive and they're great. Like, like you said, you, you're educating the public. I mean, they, they want to know, well, gee, what is an $80 wine or $100 wine to taste like? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I didn't even know Hess Collection put on a premium wines like that. I mean, I love Hess Collections, you know, yeah. the 15 and under, 20 and under. But when I would, I, I bought two bottles of that, uh, uh, one of the, the, the Cabernet blends there. The Mount Vida. The Mount Vida. Yeah, that was outstanding. It was and yeah. because I tasted it, and, and yeah, they had a $199 bottle there, mm-hmm. okay? I know. But to the public to come in and taste a $200 wine I know. for free, I mean, it was just uh, amazing. And I and, and I settled on, that was a, geez, you know, uh, the $200 wine, um, yeah, it was good, but it's out of my price range. But that $52 wine, which uh, retailed for 70 bucks. Yes. And you would sell it for $52. I mean, that's, and I wrote about it in one of my, my columns. If you go to the winenovice.com, you can read about it. I mean, it hit the sweet spot. And that's why I tell consumers, when you see a bottle of wine that's been, uh, uh, that's discounted, it doesn't mean that it's going bad. Exactly. They're bringing in this a special day. They get a special price and they're pushing this stuff out. You guys sold uh, a lot of cases of wine that day we we, we absolutely did and mm-hmm. i mean going back one if i can reiterate on that higher price point um when we did our grand tasting this year we cut it back from 80 wines and we said mm-hmm. we don't know how it's going to show up with people i said let's just my dad and i we go let's just do like 20 really outstanding wines the cheapest was 30 i think the most expensive we had that day was 120 dollars a bottle everything sold 
Yeah. Everything sold out. Yeah. We were pouring hundred dollar uh, Montrachet, and I was shocked <laughs> that the people that pe- we sold out, pe- yeah, people yeah. went nuts for it. So it's it's nice to be able yeah. to taste that stuff because you'll never know. So the the, uh, the wine connection is a unique place. Something that uh, I I regularly go to. The people are friendly. The the uh, uh, the workers are knowledgeable, and you can go up to the Messina's. They're always at this store and ask them for suggestions. They're not going to oversell you. They're going to ask you first. What do you like to drink? Yep. And, and, and then you go from there. So so they're not going to oversell you anything. Well, first of all, everything in the store, uh, they've got a yellow tag on every bottle, and they tell you how they beat the nearest competitor. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can check the pricing yourself. They're not going to lead you uh, astray. No, so it's fantastic. But if the, wine, uh, if the wine butler can help me, there's a wine I would like David to taste in my little case out there. Can you get that? Because he did talk about Portuguese wines. I just want him to taste this wine. And while well, we got a few minutes here, just to yeah. give me his... Uh, his recommendation, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, what he thinks about my my wife, the the wine goddess, picked this up. We just opened this up, so it's a fresh bottle. It's Water Dog Reserva uh, from Portugal, okay. and I actually met Jose Maria, uh, uh, the, the the winemaker Jose Maria de Fonseca, which was one of the top uh, wineries in in Portugal. And this is all Portuguese red wines, most of them now, are all blends, mm-hmm. okay? And the good thing about this is the Toriga Nacional uh, grape that is used in this as the uh, a blending partner is now being uh, um, adopted by a lot of winemakers in California throughout the world to take over for Cabernet Sauvignon because of climate change. Mm-hmm. They're finding out the Cabernet now is is over-ripening and stuff, and this would be one of the, the grapes that they would use. They, they started planting it in California. Got a great nose. Mm-hmm. So it's called water dog because in Portugal, you've heard of the water dogs, mm-hmm. okay? It's named after that. And um, it says basically, you know, uh, the reserva, it, it stays a little longer. Uh, that's what it usually means and stuff. But um, it's got a nice tannicoid, dry, but it's got that fruitiness, yeah, huh? I like that. No, yeah. You feel the fruit up front, but then it, it kind of just... The tannins take over in the finish, oh, but yeah. not too much. How long has that been open? Has it been open? Uh, uh, two days. Okay, wow, that's holding up very well. Yeah. It's holding up very well. She's probably going to make meatloaf with it tonight or something. Hey, why pasta, not? You know, but, uh, oh, no, I, I like I like it. The second day wines. I mean, I think they, they oxidize a little and stuff, but uh, nothing like drinking wine in the morning, too, you know? But palate is freshest in the morning, they say. Mm. No, that's that's very nice. I like that. Again, so the value of Portuguese wines. I mean, I have to ask, what, what did she pay for that? Ten ninety nine. Beauty of it. That, uh, and she bought it. She picked it up at Costco. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. So it was. Uh, is actually she bought it because of a friend who had a Portuguese water dog. The dog uh, recently uh, passed on after fifteen years. Wow. So she bought it for him, but we hadn't seen him through the, the Christmas holidays, and I kept seeing it. So I finally opened it. I said, "You're going to have to get another bottle for Kevin," you know. But we liked it's it. Good. So I like it. So anyway, well, that's good. So so, 
talk to Sam. You know, maybe people will look at it and uh, and because you, you are going to look at some more Portuguese wines. Absolutely, I'd like to do another tasting with them. When yeah, we did that. It was very yeah. successful. Good. Well, David, I'm glad to have you on the show. It's oh, a pleasure for having me, Jim. Seriously. Any closing thoughts for our, our audience out there? Embrace them. Bring them up to the the wine connection. Well. So we, 10 we, minutes we, we love, we'd love you to come up, but just be open to wine. That's what I like to tell people. Don't be afraid to try something new. I know it might seem uncomfortable, but I mean, I think a good wine shop will steer you in the right direction, and they're still out there. Very good. David, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Salute. May the wine be with you.